Welcome to Easy Money. I'm Jill, the money coach. I know what it's like to push through, to white knuckle it, to put in the time and get no results. I know what it's like to wonder what's the right way and to constantly worry about doing it all wrong. I've learned a whole lot from doing things the hard way. That's why I help coaches go from doing everything the hard way to making money easy. You want to create your dream life and dream business that's all about being free to do what you want, spend what you want, and build the future you want and do it all with ease? In this podcast, I bring you simple strategies for success for your business that make money easy. So it's time for easy money. Are you ready? Well then, let's go! Hey there, Jill Wright here, and welcome back to Easy Money Podcast. I know I say this every week, but I truly do have the best treat for you today. Um, This is definitely one of my favorite conversations that I've had with coaches this year. I really, sometimes I feel like I could talk all day with my guest hosts and never run out of things to talk about. I think probably most of us that is true with when we get together to collaborate with other coaches, it just seems like the topics that we could talk about, that we could collaborate on, that we could brainstorm are just endless. And I think today's conversation is really no exception. And she is also one of my favorite people. I think most of you will know her. (laughs) Um, She has done so many amazing things already. And I know that she has some things that she is starting to work on that are also amazing. She has some things coming up. So be sure to tune in until the end of the episode when she's going to tell you a little bit more about the things that she has coming up. And actually, when you listen to this podcast, that the doors will already be open to what she has to offer. But the the amazing coach, the amazing teacher, um, she really is, I've, I've coached with her, I've learned from her, I've done one-on-one coaching with her, I've done coaching collective, and the amazing coach and teacher I'm talking about, obviously, and the, and the amazing master coach, actually, is Molly Clare. Molly is a six-figure business builder with a blended family of 10. Uh, she seems like she has tons of energy. <laughs> But I don't know how that's possible. But um, I think her work really does energize her. And she gets so much value and reward out of what she does. That's my sidebar (laughs) on Molly. But she is dedicated to helping women overcome their own limits, make the money they want, and have the time, freedom, and flexibility to be with the people in their life that matter the most, especially the little ones. Molly loves to help new life and weight coaches make their first 10K as a coach while establishing a strong business foundation for the future. Molly hosts the Masterful Coach Collective podcast, and you can subscribe and learn more about Molly at mollyclaire.com. So, you know, without further ado, this is going to be an amazing conversation. Make sure that you have a notepad handy because you're going to want to jot down some of these golden nuggets that Molly shares. But enjoy this conversation with one of my favorite people, Molly Claire. 
So welcome, Molly. I am so excited that we finally made this happen. Um, I was beginning Me too. to think that it wasn't in the cards for us, but we kept going. And that's what everybody should keep doing is keep going when they're they're committed to something they should just keep going and and it will happen eventually right yes that's right we had a few obstacles to getting together but here we are yeah yes. yeah so i i think that a lot of people that listen to easy money podcasts probably are familiar with you um and sort of your journey in coaching and you're such a great teacher um so they might have seen some of your teachings either in the life coach school or um in coaching collective i know a lot of people that listen to this have also been in coaching collective mm -hmm. um but just for those who don't know you, uh, if you give them like a little highlight reel about your journey um, into and through this coaching business. Yeah, sure. Highlight reel. Uh, yeah, so I'm a master life and business coach. And um, I also have a podcast, the Masterful Coach Collective. So that's another place where I talk about a lot of the stuff that I teach. Um, yeah, I mean, and I started out my coaching business because I knew I was meant to do coaching. I know a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, the people listening to your podcast, whether they're a coach or something else, we all have that moment where we know and feel called, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was for me. And um, I found coaching. I fell in love with it. I knew I had to do it. The timing was not at all ideal or optimal. I had no idea what I was really getting into, Jill, by the way, right? Yeah, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, it's just this idea, like when we start a business, and for me, a coaching business, I love coaching. And I, you know, I dove right in, I got certified and master certified. And I had a love of coaching and the craft of coaching and helping people. And then there's learning how to run a business mm. and marketing and sales and all of that. And so they're just, there's such different skill sets that, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but that's really what I mean, right? I got into this because I'm like, I know I have to do this. I know I want to do this both because I love coaching and I want to help people in this way. And I want to have a viable business that I can make money, that I have time, freedom, and flexibility to be with my kids as I was becoming a single mom at the time. And I just, I was committed to making it happen and figured out, you know, all the things along the way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I started out falling in love with coaching, knowing I wanted to build this business, not really knowing where to begin. And I just took it one step at a time, one skill set at a time one mindset at a time, one money obstacle at a time. And um, I just, I couldn't be happier with, with my business. I currently work with coaches building their new businesses. Mm. Um, I, you know, built my practice and wrote a book and did a podcast and trained coaches and, and did all that stuff. And I just love helping, especially women to build a business that's meaningful to them that is purpose-driven and overcome all of these crazy limits that we have in our mind about how much we can make or not make and what we're capable of. So yeah, there it I is in a it. nutshell. I love it. 
Yeah. And I love that you help new coaches because there's, I mean, I know that, you know, when I was in coaching collective, there were mm-hmm. some things that I struggled with and it was mm-hmm. this whole, the whole thing about, yes, I, I mean, my story was much the same as yours in that I just found coaching I thought mm-hmm. this is exactly what I've been looking for all my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what I'm meant to do. I'm perfect for this. And then, you know, so I loved developing that, those skill sets around coaching and learning yeah. the craft and learning other tools and information that I can use to help my clients. But yes. then, like you said, the business, the business side of things. And I went, when I got into this, I really thought because I was in corporate for so long and I did mm-hmm. a lot of problem solving and I did a lot of reporting and, mm-hmm. um, you know, data collection and just all different kinds. I was in corporate. I was kind of a gap filler. I mm-hmm. would see a gap. I would bring the problem to senior leadership mm-hmm. and I would say, this looks like a gap. I, mm-hmm. I think this is something they need, we need to fix. And then they would usually, I mean, I was the lucky one that, oh, mm-hmm. you identified the problem, you get to fix it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it would be this, um, it would be this type of thing where like nobody had done it before or nobody had mm-hmm. done it mm-hmm. in the way that I was recommending. And yes. so I kind of had to start from scratch for each time. And so I thought, yeah. well, certainly I can start a business. How different will it be from that? Yeah. Yeah. But I struggled so yeah. much. It was different. Huh? It was, it was different. so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I want to yeah. go back to, yeah, I mean, the, those different skill sets. So, you know, we can definitely relate to all of the new coaches out there that get into this mm-hmm. and, you know, And I have to say, like, Jill, I love that space of those new coaches because I think that space is such a time when we can either, you know, most small businesses fail within the first two years. Most coaches will quit. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such an opportunity there to build the right foundation. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really love just infusing that belief in them, showing them what's possible. And I just, I'm, I love it. I'm crazy yeah. about it. Yeah, so. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially when they, they still have that energy of like, I do want to do this. Yes. And I know I want to do it. So before they get too far down the path that mm-hmm. they have that, that heavy defense completely defeated, discouraged. Um, I've spent too much money already. Um, what does this mean for my family? If this never works and all of the thoughts that come up when you have a new business and it feels like it's not working. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and especially because I think that I think it's important to take a minute to pause initially as well. And I like to help my clients figure out what type of business they actually want. They kind of come in thinking you just, a coaching business is just one thing. Mm. And that's not really true. And so I think there's so much value, like for all of your listeners, whether you're a coach or starting another business, 
taking a minute to have like the big picture and understand that you are creating something brand new mm. and there is a way to build that business that makes sense for you, that makes sense for your clients. And it doesn't have to fit into any mold at all. Yeah. And I find that when coaches do that in the beginning, there's just, there's more flow and less friction as they go. Yeah. 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 And that does, I mean, to speak to what we're talking about here, easy money or simple mm -hmm. strategies mm -hmm. for coaches, mm -hmm. that does make it so much easier. And yes, you know, and I kind of, I did that actually in the pretty early on. Yes. And I kind of am a, the type of person that follows my own, you know, beat mm -hmm. um, to a large extent. But I was still like subconsciously, I think it was mm -hmm. more subconsciously resisting um, or may, I think it really was that not good enough mm -hmm. feeling that I was mm -hmm. getting um, because when I, when I started my coaching business, I um, actually quit my corporate job and just said, and my husband and I just mm -hmm. decided we're retiring. We think we have enough, uh, a big enough portfolio that we mm -hmm. can um, manage without incomes, mm -hmm. um, until, you know, we get to be Medicare age. And mm -hmm. so we did that. And so from the beginning, I thought I decided <laughs> uh -huh. that I was going to do this part time, mm -hmm. but my brain kept telling me that mm -hmm. that's not good enough. Mm, yeah. And yeah. so even though I thought I decided that I I knew, like, I knew coming out of certification, mm -hmm. I want to make six figures working part-time. Mm -hmm. That was something that I, but I kept resisting sort mm -hmm. of that path and comparing myself to other coaches. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. so, and, yeah. And let's just be clear for everyone that when we're comparing ourselves to other coaches, we're comparing them ourselves to what we think about another coach, what we see, we're comparing ourselves to like a couple fragments of results we believe that they've created. Yeah, and we're not reality. Everything else, right? <laughs> we don't know how much they're spending. We don't know all of the angst and turmoil they're feeling in building their business. So. The hours they're putting in, any of it. Yeah, we don't know it. Yeah. We don't know all of those details, right, which right. are important details. They're they're all variables yeah. going going into building a business. Um, yes. Yeah. And what they did before, because if totally. you come into a business having a full-fledged network and it being the type of people that will lead you to clients, that's going to be very different than mm -hmm. say, you know, a stay-at-home mom that doesn't have a, a wide network of mm -hmm. ideal clients. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so just that mm -hmm. simple comparison, mm -hmm. you can see mm -hmm. that it, doesn't it doesn't work and it doesn't ever fuel you i mean that's no, basically no. a form of judgment and judgment yeah. never serves you yeah but and going back to you know you didn't give up um and no. i think part of that was your why but i want i would like to hear more about like what was your why for having a business i guess when you got certified mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. less um less common to see uh, life coaches employed than, oh, yeah, than it is now. Yes. Yeah, it's very different now because I did my very first certification in 
2014 and I got my master coach certification in 2015. And it was really different then because, yeah, coaches weren't really, it wasn't really that you could get a job doing it. And the other thing is this idea of coaches, like six figures was like, oh my gosh, it was a big deal. And I remember going to Mastermind, it was like there were a few people that got to go to this, you know, six figure dinner, huge deal. Mm. And now it's like six figures. Well, what about like millions, you know? So it's just really different. But to answer your question, um, what I would say is, I honestly, it really is about my why. Because, so first of all, I always knew that I wanted to have, I always was an entrepreneur at heart. I'd always mm. done, you know, different things here and there. I enjoy my independence. I enjoy making money. I enjoy, I'm an entrepreneur, you know? And I always wanted to do that, but I also had a really strong pull and commitment to being very available to my kids that my heart was, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I'm a mom at heart. These are two really big things for me. So I always wanted to find something that was right for me. I found coaching, first of all, transformational. I thought this is what I meant to do. Yes, I know this. And it just, it was like the perfect thing, right? So um, as I started becoming a coach, I also was actually going through a divorce at the time, among other things. And, you know, just a glimpse into my past. I was raised by a single mom who worked her fingers to the bone. Mm. She was always gone. We never had any money. And I just remember thinking over my dead body, am I going to live my mom's life? And even more so over my dead body, are my kids going to live what was my life and my existence of wishing I had, you know, more stability, more support, you know, my mom around. And it was just a big deal. And so for me, it was like, this is going to happen no matter what. Mm. I want to provide well for them. I want to be with them. I want to be available. I'm going to create something different. And it just wasn't negotiable. Mm. Yeah, that is such a good message right there. So, I mean, we could stop right here and people <laughs> would have everything they need. That one statement right there, I made it non-negotiable. It was going to happen no matter what. And I think that was the biggest and best gift that you could give yourself, that you could give your family, that you could give your future mm -hmm. is to you know, draw that line in the sand. This is going to happen no matter what. Yep. Yeah. Because when you know it's happening, it's like, okay, well, when something doesn't work, you just got to figure out what's next, what's next, what will work. Yeah. So it real, like you said, it's like a, it is a gift. Yeah. When, you know, your listeners, when you realize and see that thing, this has to happen. This is not negotiable. It is such a gift because it allows you to have tunnel vision. So that with each obstacle, you figure out how to work through it or get over it rather than hitting an obstacle and moving to the side because you have tunnel vision. You know mm -hmm. you're going to meet that goal. Yeah. 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 You yeah. just have this deep, wholehearted commitment to figuring yes. it out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, kind of going back to, well, a few things. First of all, obviously, this podcast is money, right? Easy money. 
And, um, you know, and you also had mentioned that it matters as a new coach, what experience you bring. And one thing I'll say as well is it matters what we think about money. Mm, Yeah. And, and, and I kind of want to offer, like, speak out of both sides of my mouth on this. Speaking to what you were saying about it matters where you come from. I know when new coaches come in and they're used to making more money or it's very easy for them to spend or purchase, you know, what we would consider in air quotes, like larger amounts of money, they charge more quickly. They make more Mm. quickly because of what they think about money. Yeah. Right. Now, the flip side of that is if you're thinking, oh, no, that's a disaster for me because I have scarcity and all these things, it doesn't matter. Because I remember, and I know, Jill, you know this story. Um, You've probably heard me tell it many times, but. um, I don't get tired of hearing it, though. (laughs) You know, it's like, I think it's important because we all have beliefs about money that limit us, right? Yeah. So uh, there I was in master coach training. I had just gone to um, visit with a divorce attorney, getting the very bad news that there is no such thing as alimony in Texas. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for 15 years. At the time, I also was coming out of having chronic fatigue syndrome. So even though I'm independent and pretty capable, I was feeling pretty vulnerable, honestly, and really feeling very dependent. I mean, how am I really going to do this? And um, so I came to a, you know, a training call. It was, I was in master coach training and I came to, to Brooke Castillo and was telling her, you know, I just was here today and there's no alimony and I don't know what to do. And I just remember her asking me, well, why don't you just make as much money as he does? And she wasn't like teasing or trying to like coax me. It was like, almost as if she was saying, well, can't you see that the sky is blue? Yeah. You know? And when she said that, I I said, well, Brooke, he makes a lot of money. And again, she just said, well, so why don't you make as much money as he does? And that's when I realized that my answer would be because I'm a woman. Mm. And I realized as I was sitting there and I can still remember sitting there and it was like, this moment, like everything froze, right? And my wheels were turning in my mind. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I think I can't make as much money as him because of my DNA. And this is unacceptable. And I, in that moment, even though I would say now, like my thoughts about money and myself and my ability pretty much stunk, I committed that one day I would think and believe something different. I believe that one day I would have the same confidence that Brooke had. One day I would have even higher confidence than that because I knew there were other women who did indeed make as much money as him Mm. and other women who did indeed make more money than him. And so I started to poke holes in that belief. And I decided that even if I didn't believe it then, it was possible for me. And one day I would believe it. And that like began this journey for me to changing my mind about money. Yeah. So how long did that take? Uh, I crossed over that marks, like I think it was like 250,000 or whatever, about three years into my coaching journey, uh, which felt like a big deal, Mm -hmm. a really big deal. And I'll tell you that the years prior to that, I didn't make very much money. And I think this is important because um, 
I think people think that there's a very steady journey to increasing how much money you make. And there's really not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you make almost nothing (laughs) and then you make almost nothing again, but you keep at it and then it shifts, right? Yeah. 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 Because I mean, I, I don't know where this, um, this quote originated, uh, because it's probably been circulated in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, you're always just, I've heard it one question and I've heard it one thought away from complete transformation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so aren't, isn't that the same? Isn't that also true about money? Aren't you just Mm -hmm. like one dollar threshold away from Mm -hmm. complete transformation Mm -hmm. of how much money you make or your finances or Mm -hmm. anything really? Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you're a woman of faith, you know that all things are possible mm-hmm. um, right. through your faith. And so um, I think if you have that, that kind of faith, then you can believe that about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't have to be a certain time frame. No. Um, so I think we just need to remain open to that time frame. Yeah. And um, know that every goal is just an estimate with yeah. regard to the time frame. Yeah. 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 Because I don't know. I don't, I wish I knew exactly how much I made my first year of coaching, but it was maybe like $8,000. And I worked really hard to make that $8,000, like really, yeah. really hard. And, you know, I mean, that didn't seem impressive to me. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't really evidence that I was going to believe that thing one day, but I'm like, well, okay, year one, let's see what's next. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that, especially if your listeners are, you know, have awareness about, you know, what we call like a scarcity mindset, Mm -hmm. or I need a better mindset, those kind of things. Those I find are some of the most poisonous thoughts that we have, Mm, right? Because we think, oh, I just, I just need a better money mindset. And then we feel, of course, you know, frustrated or whatever it is. And that's not going to be very helpful. Whereas like our mindset is never set, right? <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's so fluid and optional that we can just always be kind of shifting our view of things all the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 That's that. Yeah. I see. I, I like that point. I need a better mindset is a limiting thought. Because that mindset does not have to be an obstacle. No, no. And in fact, like if you're listening and you you believe you've identified that you have like, uh, you know, air quotes, like bad money mindset. What's amazing is that you're aware that you have a mindset, that you think about money, that what you think about money is actually thoughts, right? So already you have the solution in front of you. It's not a problem if it's not where you want it to be. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, I have such a good, good story point. to tell you, Jill. Okay. <laughs> Can I tell you a good story? I I love good stories. I love good stories. I think it's like the best story ever, especially for your listeners who are women who have, you know, some of these thoughts about what we can make as a as a woman, you know. So, of course, I just told you my story about me realizing I have limiting beliefs based on me being a woman and how much money I could make. 
So I, of course, never wanted this for my daughter, who's now she's about to turn 12. Well, a couple years ago, she said to me, uh, just kind of casually, hey, mom, um, do you know how much uh, or do you know what so-and-so, her friend, do you know what so-and-so's dad does for a living? And she, or no, 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 I'm sorry. She's, I just ruined the whole thing, Jill. <laughs> start over. Erase, erase, erase. <laughs> we'll start over. So she said, mom, do you know what so-and-so's mom does for a living? Because, you know, they always go on these expensive vacations. They have, you know, a Porsche and a this, and they're getting a pool and their house is big. And she's like, so she must make a lot of money. And then she kind of paused and thought, and then she said, Oh, or I guess it might be her dad. And oh. I was like, oh, my job is done. <laughs> I have been able, I mean, it really, it's kind of a fun story, but it was such an important moment for me to I see love it. that I hopefully had you set changed some kind of generational yeah. patterns. That's yeah. amazing. It was so, so much fun. Oh and my gosh. Um, yeah. And this, this friend of hers, the mom is, is a stay at home mom. And it was indeed the, the dad that made the money, but it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't yeah, matter. The point it's her is mindset. Yeah. Her immediate assumption is that woman must know how to make money. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> I movie, love so. that. Yeah. That's that's so good. And um yeah, and I I just noticed that your board back there has stuff about money on it. Do you feel bad mm -hmm. charging? Oh. <laughs> I, I, am, I am actually going through this with one of my clients right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Like she feels so bad charging. Um, yeah. I mean, her gut instinct is, or her brain, I, I don't really think it's a gut instinct. I think that her brain is telling her that it should be free mm -hmm. and her gut is telling her, no, it should not mm. definitely not be free. And there's this yeah. conflict happening and yeah. she, she is in the process of reconciling that for herself. So did you ever have um, a problem? I have had plenty of clients that that have that that conflict in their mind, like mm -hmm. I shouldn't charge or I shouldn't charge this much. Have mm -hmm. did you ever have that mindset? I don't I've never really had that. I didn't ever really experience that. I don't remember specifically thinking that per se, but I would say just fear of charging or kind of like, oh, almost like. I shouldn't be able to charge that much, yeah. like really kind of doubting me, kind yeah. of like, who are you to charge that? You don't yeah. have what you, sh you're not a person that could charge that kind of thing. Yeah. Like so, you don't have something worth that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think so. Just really kind of, I don't know, feeling probably timid or insecure about having a higher price. Like that price tag doesn't match up with me somehow. Okay. You no. Know? Mm -hmm. And was that a self-concept thing that you had to work through or just sort of a, um, a value sort of reconciliation? Yeah, I think for me, it, it just really became about always challenging it okay. and, you know, and doing the work to look at my brain and see what are the rules I'm putting around charging? You know, what is the value of this? And one thing I think is really important um, to to distinguish, this is just my opinion about it, 
Um, but I hear a lot of coaches really equating the price they're charging with their own worth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I don't think I have that exact connection. It was more like what I offer isn't worth that much, right? Which was kind of a different issue to sift through. Yeah. But I hear a lot of people that really connect their worth with how much money they make or how much they're able to charge. And I think it's always an interesting exercise to think about um, how interesting it is that there are plenty of people, my guess is, that your listeners could think of that are maybe people that they are not exactly their favorite person, or maybe they think this person, you know, doesn't have good values or isn't a good person or whatever judgments we have about people. And I'm guessing that they can all think of someone like that, that has a lot of money. And so it it just, it doesn't make sense that how good we are or how good of a person we are is equated with money because it just, it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. Then we can think of people, right. Who are like, oh my gosh, they're the the most giving, the most loving, the most X, Y, Z, they don't really have very much money. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't know how much money Mother Teresa has, but I know, right? (laughs) But I'm guessing that it's not much. Yeah. 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 That doesn't mean she's not worth. Right. It has nothing to do with our worth. So I always feel a little, you know, hesitant to encourage this charge what you're worth. Because I'm like, right. well, you, no one can pay what you're worth. No yeah. one can afford that if they're paying what you're worth because your worth is just, I mean, it's priceless. priceless. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. but yeah, you want to value your services. Like look at the value that you offer. And is it, is someone willing to pay that for that change in their life? You know, yeah. that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I, when I think about that, I always think of not from my standpoint so much as the value of their transformation, the result that they're getting. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. that, that, I mean, sort of has something to do with me, but also technically doesn't have anything to do Mm -hmm. with me because Mm -hmm. like their, how much they value that transformation is a personal um, value to them. And that's why I always think, you know, you come up with what you think it might be worth to most people, most Mm -hmm. reasonable people with Mm -hmm. common sense who want that transformation, who for Mm -hmm. whom that transformation is particularly meaningful. Mm -hmm. And then you leave it up to the person to decide is mm-hmm. that worth it for me? Because mm-hmm. I could go shopping for a new suit mm-hmm. and I could see something that cost um, $500 and mm-hmm. think, oh, I really like that, but is it worth $500 to me? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But somebody else could go and say, oh my gosh, that's such a deal. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it's worth that to get what you know exactly mm-hmm. what I love mm-hmm. and so that is really up to mm-hmm. the person that you're offering it to yeah and I think that's why you know as coaches and as business owners we need to be careful about about trying to match our pricing with whatever our the client in front of us whatever their mindset is about money yeah because if someone comes to you they're gonna think 
your price is expensive or inexpensive based on their mindset. Yes. What they think about it. Yes. We can't even begin to guess that as much as we'd like to. Right. And we're in the business of um, changing people's mindset Mm -hmm. to um, exact whatever, you know, your goal as a coach Mm -hmm. is. So Mm -hmm. to see more possibility in the world, to see more love in the world, to see more abundance, to experience their life more richly and more abundantly, whatever it is. And so that's i i think in a consult is exactly when that transformation starts absolutely and showing them those limitations around money mm-hmm. could be um really a needle mover for them mm-hmm. when they're able to see that um right in that first session it could mm-hmm. could help them see what a powerful coach you are and mm-hmm. in, in being able to show them that yeah in terms of what it says on the board behind me, right? With like, do you feel bad charging? That I find that some of my clients, as I work with them, they they do feel bad charging and they think it would be nicer if they didn't charge people or if they charged people less. And I really challenge that because, you know, going back to my story of when I started out, I remember being so worried about my finances I remember, you know, talking with my ex-husband, trying to figure out, you know, how we would figure things out financially. And I remember crying and being terrified and so fearful, like talk about, you know, this sad scene of this poor, you know, newly single mom crying and fearful who would need a handout more than her. Well, a handout was the last thing that I needed. And that was actually a moment for me. I remember being in my closet. I had just gotten off the phone with my ex-husband. I was crying. I was so afraid. And I don't know why I actually had my computer in there. I'm like, I remember this moment, but for some reason I had my laptop in there with me and I opened it up and I had spoken with a coach not long before that. And I went and I paid in full for six months of coaching with her when I was most afraid of money, most afraid financially. Because I knew that I needed to bet on myself and decide I would create something better. And I think it would have been a huge disservice to myself Mm -hmm. had I gotten that without paying for it. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed is that for me, I really stepped into abundance of enjoying paying people. And so when I paid her, I thought, I'm so grateful that I can pay her. I'm so grateful for what she does. And I found that everywhere in my life, you know, I would have someone come do something for the landscaping and I was so excited to pay them and so grateful they were showing up in their gift. And I think that these are little things like those of you listening, how do you feel when you pay people for services you love? The more you can enjoy that process, the easier it's going to be for you to see what a gift it is for your clients to pay you for something they really care about. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that story. That's so awesome. And yeah, I coached somebody on a similar thing mm-hmm. where they were getting, like a lot of my clients do, they were getting a lot of consults where the potential client was saying something to the effect, they had a money objection. So something Mm -hmm. to the effect of, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money, or I can't afford that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to lower their price. Mm -hmm. And 
so I mean, I, I asked them, is that the type of behavior that you want to model for your clients? Do you mm. want to model that when things are out of our reach, we should just wait until or we should just not um, work to get that thing. We shouldn't elevate ourselves. We should wait until somebody else brings themselves down to our level. Right. Oh my gosh. What it's a good like, yeah. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that. And that changed just like a 180 in her yeah. mindset about her pricing. Yeah. It's like that's an expression of what we believe about the person, in my opinion. Totally. We're not believing in them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's such a great example. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, so tell everybody what you have going on in your business right now, how they can get in touch with you, how they can yeah. work with you. Oh gosh. We have so much going on with our team right now. It's, <laughs> it's just awesome. awesome. It's awesome. So, um, I'm not sure when exactly this will air, but, um, my, my website is mollyclaire.com. and I offer, there are, there are really three ways to work with me. Um, I have a small group and this is really working with new coaches who are setting the foundation in their business. They want to make money now, make that first 10K, get clients in the door. It is a, a very intense, awesome and uh, yeah, growth experience. Mm. Um, so there's that. And then I have the Masterful Coach Collective which is a private community for coaches that is total support in life, business, and coaching skill mastery. And it is um, full of all kinds of experts on all things business, life, and coaching skills as well. So mm, I love absolutely that. love that. And then I have actually an advanced certification that opens up uh, the end of October 2022. And this is airing the 26th and... Um, and that is actually an advanced certification for those who work with moms who work in that family space. So it's advanced uh, certification in motherhood and family life coaching. Mm. And I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. So does it... Um... Do, do the doors open October 26th or does the it start? October yeah, yeah. The doors, the doors open October okay. 26th and then we start in January. I okay. want everyone to be nice and refreshed and then we're just going to go for it. And what I'm really excited about with that is um, I, I did a, an advanced training, advanced certification in relationship work before with my, mm. my business partner, of course, and sister Amy. And I've trained master coaches, but for this certification, um, this is our first live round of it. And so I'm keeping it very small and intimate mm. and I just can't wait. I yeah, love, I love working exciting. in a personal setting with my clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you like really shine in that space. I know. Thank from, you. Yeah. I've worked one-on-one -on -one with you. you. I've worked in coaching yeah. collective with you. Um, it's, yeah. you know, I've loved all of the work that, that we've done together. Um, any final yeah. words for 
for those new coaches, um, experienced coaches, anybody that is um, struggling with any of the things that we talked about? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would just say that, you know, whatever, I know this is cliche, but whatever it is you really care about and want to create, just decide that you're going to do it. And it's not going to come quickly and it might not come easily and it's never going to look the way you think it will. But the only way you're going to fail is if you quit. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And so if you want it, stay committed to it, stay aligned with your own personal values and priorities and stay the course and make magic. It'll happen. Yeah. No matter what. That's right. No matter what. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Molly, for being here on Easy Money. And I can't wait until our next conversation. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, Jill. This is so fun. I absolutely loved that conversation. It was so much fun. I just love talking to her. She's such a delight. But I I wanted to just sum up why making money is important. It's important because you don't know who is watching you. Uh, You don't know all the people that you could be impacting at any given time. You want to be able to change the conditioning around women making money. And you want to be able to show other women it's possible. You want to empower your clients. You want to show them what they're worth and help them step into that value. It's important in so many ways. And I would love to hear why it's important to you personally. Send me an email or a DM, book a virtual coffee, and let me know. I love having conversations with you. I really do mean it. And I'll tell you, my husband grew up in the country going to a small church. And when we visit my in-laws, we still visit that church. The pastor there always closes with a few calls to action, one of which is to tell someone you love them, but don't say it if you don't mean it. So I really do mean it. Get in touch with me and let's have a chat. Love what you heard today? There's more where that came from. Just head on over to jillthemoneycoach.com and get your free and simple financial freedom guide. Stop worrying about money. Stop trying to manage your time. Instead, create ease and freedom in your business. It's the first step to making money easier. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. See you then. Thank you.